When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is August 29th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Going to talk about SmackDown Live from August 28th. Only a couple weeks till Hell in a Cell, man, and they are uh, starting to build it. Felt more heavily on SmackDown than Raw this week. Justin, what did you think of the show last night? Yeah, definitely more emphasis on Hell in a Cell uh, on SmackDown than it was on Raw. A uh, little, little tiny note, but I, I like the... Uh, I like the new Hell in a Cell graphics they're doing. You know, you know, we, Hell in a Cell obviously is a uh, an annual event now, and they've done I don't know how many Hell in a Cell matches since since its uh, inception in '97. Uh, but I, they have new graphics. It looks a little Triple H, a little like Triple H in the skull and some of the logos he's used. But I like the graphics whenever they're uh, they're uh, showing the matches. I, I don't know, just a little production thing I enjoyed. Yeah, um, I thought the production of that was good. I thought the way they were setting up the matches was good. Um, they opened the show last night with uh, King Booker coming out to congratulate the New Day on being five-time WWE Tag Team Champions. Uh, what did you think of that segment? I thought it was a fun segment. I, I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would have spoken on my random thought. But when the New Day won the tag titles and it was announced that it's now they're now five-time champions, some reason something with the five-time and Booker T popped in my head, and then I just let it slide on through so i wish i would have uh, uh, shared with the world uh but i thought this was a really fun segment this was very much a um a house show kind of segment it was something very much you know this is something i would see them doing if they were doing a, a house show or, or doing a dark match segment in houston you know where where booker's from you know that's what this felt like but nonetheless very fun the crowd was into it you could tell all four individuals in the ring and then the commentators themselves all having uh, just a blast just joking around no no conflict no no swerve or turn to the story just simply new day out there being new day celebrating the fact that they're five-time champions setting up the fact they're going to be on commentary in the next segment uh and and, and, and king booker uh which was uh one of those things that WWE threw up against a wall and it and it stuck uh then and still has in history now uh like myself do you find yourself having to resist doing pelvic thrusts when discussing how many times the new day have been tag team champions <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I haven't uh, if I haven't uh, done a done a done a shimmy shake uh, a time or two live when they've when they've uh, reminded us <laughs> the W. That's I'll stop there. Yeah, in my head, that's how I say it. I try and not say it that way, but then I want to gyrate. It's a whole thing. Um, and the segment ended with spinaroonies all around. Well, <laughs> three spinaroonies, and then uh, I don't know what we call what Big E did, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and. Um, that's going to be one of those segments that uh, you know Booker's already a Hall of Famer. That's going to be one of those clips that you know when the New Day, because the New Day will, when the New Day goes in the Hall of Fame as a group, um, however many years down the road that is, that's going to be one of those clips that's going to be in the uh, that's going to be in the, in the highlight package. Absolutely. Uh, so New Day went to commentary for the number one contenders tournament for the tag team uh, champions to crown the num new number one contenders. And that was the bar versus the colognes who we haven't seen on TV in forever. Primo and Epico and Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um, what'd you think of this uh, three-way tag match? 
I like three-way tag matches. I, I, I like the dynamic it brings. It, it gives you so many more different avenues. You can you know build off of the traditional tag wrestling of the you know cutting the ring in half and build into a hot tag. But then when you have a third team in there, you know when it's weighted to where you know you're going to have you know okay it's 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 you know two heels versus a babyface team or whatever the whatever the combination is. I, I always think that's fun to watch. Uh, same thing with with four ways for tag with, with tag teams. So um, you know it was a good match. Um, you know I. I I didn't know if we were supposed to think anything of the Colognes um, leading into SmackDown of them returning to WWE TV now that both were healthy. Uh, and the fact that we didn't get to see their entrance on TV, that kind of just told me everything I needed to know before the bell started. Would have been an awesome upset if they had won. Yeah, I don't know what the, you know, the, obviously they're, they're two talented guys. They're, it's in their blood. Um, if I remember correctly, you know, when they, when the, the last incarnation of their, of their packaging, when they started doing the, the whole, fly to Puerto Rico thing. I mean, I, I believe that that I believe they were given that repush and, and, and under their under their family identity because I think WWE was trying to get Carlito back at that time and make him a trio and it didn't obviously that didn't work out. So I think from that point on, whether it's been failed gimmicks of being uh, matadors or whether it's you know got the being, them being the clones, but that one of them gets injured, it's just that, that nothing is nothing's really caught um, any steam with them. I mean, I guess good by WWE for giving them another shot. Certainly, we, the tag divisions on both shows can could use some uh, could use some boost uh but i don't that, that doesn't appear it's going to happen now because if it was going to happen then we would have saw something more impressive from it last night well let me posit this theory for a second so if you're not someone that's like a big cast that's you know maybe doing things that are controversial backstage and you're not someone like neville who was frustrated with how the wwe is using you um given all the money they have right now and given the state of the industry and talent because of their family lineage because they've you know been seen as, as good workers, solid guys backstage. I mean, is that a tangible position to be in now? If you're not going for that brass ring, that you're just backstage and catering, you do the match when they need you, and you're just sitting out of contract and in no danger of being fired because again, they like you and you're not causing any trouble. Well, I don't know if you're never in any danger to be fired. I mean, even 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 as WWE has um, stock and everything has grown and companies has grown in the last eight years. They still have their. They still have their. It's like clockwork. They still have their one or two times a year where they, you know, release a flux of talent because they're because cons- they're because they're acquiring more talent now than ever with the performance center and NXT and and, and taking the best from the indies. Um, so they you know so they have to keep their talent budget a certain you know they have to keep their talent expenses um, within a certain range. So you know you're never really in, in danger of not being fired. So it's not like the Colognes. You know, I know they have a free pass. But to your point, yeah, if you know that you know if you're if you're if you're if you're not getting in any trouble. And if you know that, okay, there's not, you know, in, like in the clone situation, they haven't done anything spectacular on WWE television. You know, they were, they're hardly featured. So it's not like they're going to have some big indie payday waiting for them. So, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, you collect the check you get. You're used on house shows. So you, that's, that's how you keep from the ring rust being, uh, from, from ring rust, if that's such a thing. Uh, but, yeah, you're never not, you're never, you're never, you're never not thinking a little bit about, oh, you know, when the next round of cuts come, am I, am, do they see value in me? Am I valuable to them? But. Well, who's been cut lately that hasn't been controversial? I think Darren Young is the one that comes to mind for me. The only release that wasn't prompted by something. Uh, Darren Young. Movie. I mean, they they you know they released Summer Rae. You know, I just think that was a case of um, just you know she, you know, just just didn't. There was no, there was nothing in any category that that, that she that she surged. At. She wasn't a tremendous in ring performer. I mean, she was pretty, but you know, all of the girls are pretty. I mean, you know, so uh, I'm trying to remember who else is in that batch. Um, but, I mean, Emma. I could. You could speculate there was something. Well, there, there, there was, there, there was, there was, yeah, there was, there was, there was a clash and 
Yeah. 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 WWE's always, and that's that's always going to be the case. Now, you know, again, and then the reason why, and I and I'm 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 not faulting fans. I'm one of them too. You know, the reason why we we have crops of guys where it's like, wow, man, why do they keep them around if they're not going to use them? Like like the Ascension or the Colognes. It's because they need them. For, again, there's two two tours going on all the time of Raw and SmackDown. Uh, and then, and then you had the NXT tours. I mean, so you know, WWE never wants to run into a case where they ran out of talent, especially then if if, if somebody gets injured and everybody has to bump up the depth chart, so to speak. So I mean, there's always going to be guys that aren't going to be featured much on TV that are going to have a spot for house shows. That doesn't mean that they should feel any safer about you know not potentially being on the cutting board when when expenses have to come. But yeah, yeah, no, I think one of the clones I saw on a house show uh, tagging with Mike Kanellis. So there you go. That was uh, about six months ago. Um, but aside from that, at house shows, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, talent that you don't see on TV regularly. I think because they do have such deep rosters now. No, it's it's interesting. I mean, you're seeing sort of the dynamic. And I'd be curious to know more what's going on backstage there. But the bar did end up winning this match. Um, yeah, I you know, I think a lot of us saw that coming. But, man, poor Gallows and Anderson at this point. Yeah, I don't know what to make. I mean, they're, they're you know, they're – them especially again, and you know all the guys. If you're not in, nobody in WWE is there. You know they're they're all talented. Nobody's in WWE because they're 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 slack. It's a matter of whether or not they've they've pushed through and they've been able to stand out. You know, Gals and Anderson, they they they, they have such booming personalities. Um, not to say that they're always going to be you know top notch a a great comedy, but they have such booming personalities. They have good looks. Uh, particularly Gallows, just the size. Um, you know, they, they look like brothers. They're not, but they look like brothers. You know, so there's just so much you can do with them. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it certainly looks now, now that we can put it all in perspective. And I mean, the, granted, they're still there. You know, they haven't left. But you can certainly now, they've been around back with WWE now for a couple of years. It certainly looks like they, it was a situation of WWE offered them a lot of money to get them out of New Japan um, and just to just to control them, just to have them, you know, not with the other guys. That's what it certainly seems like. Yeah, it's a weird scenario, man. Or, weird you know, or, or it was a case of, you know, they came over right when AJ came over. It was a case of, all right, well, we want AJ, so we'll just take you guys too, you know. And uh, so next week, there's going to be another tag team triple threat, and it's going to have the Usos versus Sanity versus Rusev Day, uh, Aiden English and Rusev tagging together. Um, who do you see coming out of that, the victor? I'm gonna go to Rusev Day. You know, um, I, I think the Usos have they, they they put the Usos a little bit not on a back burner, but like. You know, the Usos have had their little run of, of being heavily featured in, in you know in the, in the past in the recent months. Sanity, I mean, this would be the time right to try to give a push to Sanity, but that that they seem to be kind of you know batting five hundred with Sanity. So Rusev Day, they're 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 finally the, the WWE creative is is, is is finally made up their mind. They are baby faces. They're booking them as baby faces. Um, they're not breaking them up. At least it wouldn't seem like so. So uh, at least seem like such. So uh, I would go Rusev Day. I could see it happening. Um... After that, we had Jeff Hardy out calling Randy Orton a bit of a face-off with them, um, setting up their match for Hell in a Cell, and is going to be in the cell. Did that surprise you? A little bit, but I think you and I talked about last week when we were speculating of how many matches they put in the cell, and, and you know, you want to put matches in the cell, obviously that have, uh, you know, the, the emotion is, is at higher levels than others. You know, we we talked about the mixed tag with with Miz and Brian. You could make a case for it, and that would have been pretty historic. Um, but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm fine with this. You know, they, they're, they're trying, you know, even though this feud kind of came out of nowhere, as we've talked about and what the motives and reasons were, um, it's been very uh, vicious at times from the pulling of the ear, which I know strikes a chord with you. And, uh, 
and some of those segments. And, and then, of course, you know, you, you think about you think about the sadistic and methodical Viper and Randy Orton inside of a Hell in a Cell, and then you think about Jeff Hardy of what the hell he could do in a cell. Um, you know, it, 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 it's it's an attraction for for sure. Do you think Nakamura interferes with that match? I don't know. I, I you know, you got you got to watch with you got to especially on a night when you're gonna have multiple Hell in a Cell matches. You have to protect the cell. You have to protect the gimmick <laughs> of how many. Uh, you know how many how many outside forces can get in because then all of a sudden it makes a cell. You know, uh, so I don't know if I see Nakamura in, in that one. I mean, I don't, unless he's hiding under the ring and rips through the canvas, but that doesn't seem really Nakamura style. So see, everyone's saying they're worried about Jeff getting injured in that match. You know, he's a high flyer. He we've seen recently, like with that bump he took on the apron at SummerSlam. I mean, he's willing to go there still, even though he probably shouldn't. I wonder if Nakamura is the swerve for how they, that match doesn't happen or doesn't happen on the physical level some people might be expecting. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think that. I, I don't think yeah. that's going to be the case. I think we're going to get Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. And, um, you know, look, maybe this is Jeff. You know, I mean, Jeff's the... Maybe this is it. Jeff, yeah. No, no, not the it, but what I was going to say, I mean, Jeff's a unique guy. And um, maybe, you know, he said recently that he's pulling back on doing the Swanton at house shows. I mean, it's, it might be Jeff Hardy logic that if he goes... Uh, three weeks without doing it. If, if he if he can if he can bypass doing it on you know three live events a week, that then justifies him pulling out you know in a really big way on TV once a month or something. I don't know. I don't know what. It, but I could see some kind of math in his head of preserving his body, but still, if Jeff as long as Jeff Hardy is being as long as Jeff Hardy is willingly wrestling and, and lacing up his boots, he's going to give it his all on the big on the brightest of lights. And this is a bright light, uh, Hell in a Cell match against Randy Frickin' Orton. So he's he's not going to hold back. Well, speaking of giving it your all, let's talk about the sponsor of this episode, which is Dollar Shave Club. No matter what you do in the bathroom to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. Don't be that guy that just says, ah, I shower and I use you know the same soap for my hair and my body and sometimes for shaving. Special things for special tasks. That's going to make you at your absolute peak performance when you are grooming, when you're getting ready every day. And Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to look, feel, and smell your best. They have amazing shower stuff, hairstyling products, toothbrushes, toothpaste, and of course, razors and shave supplies. I think I've tried just about everything they have now, and I got to tell you, I love it. Uh, Especially my favorite lately is the Citrus Hawaiian Ginger Face Cleanser. Uh, I like that it's got this smell that just wakes you up. Something about that citrus and ginger, just when you when you just feel it on your face, you can almost feel that sort of tingling sensation that in the morning is so good, better than a cup of coffee to really get you going. It's something with, again, just having that, that potency of smell. I really dig it. I find that not only does it do a great job of scrubbing my face, but yeah, it just makes me feel awake, which in the morning is the most valuable thing that uh, anything can be offered to me when I'm getting up. Uh, and I love how it leaves my skin feeling after. Same thing with their uh, sage black pepper hair and scalp shampoo also. Justin, you know, so I'm assuming you don't, you know, wash much hair-wise. Uh, but when you do, do you find that, you know, sometimes you get sick of the fact that it feels like our entire lives we're using this stuff that's all floral and rosemary and, you know, not really like a manly scent. Yes, I I, I do because what, what what's in what's in my shower upstairs is not a lot of manly sense, unfortunately, because I'm not doing the shopping. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's the times when you say you know it's strong enough man for man, but made for a woman, and you go, well, that doesn't mean a man can't use it, right? And then people are like, why do you smell like girls' deodorant? Uh, so with Dollar Shave Club, 
I'm telling you, you're going to get that smell. It's going to work for you. Uh, love everything that they offer. And we were so glad to have them as a sponsor of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm telling you, their pomade is great. I love that it's easy to get the look that I want very quickly, but it's not too heavy. It's not greasy, which is fantastic. And that's how I get ready. But you're not me. You've got your own way to get ready. You might shave your whole body. You might be like Matt Morgan, who, you know, just burns through razors because, I mean, God, there's so much of them to shave. But Dollar Shave Club can keep up with his routine. If it can handle the blueprint, it can handle whatever your needs are in the bathroom. No matter what you do to get ready, Dollar Shave Club has everything you need. And right now you can get an amazing deal on any one of their starter sets. I recommend the Daily Essentials starter set because I also love the Amber Lavender Body Cleanser. You can't go wrong with any of them though. Head over to dollarshaveclub.com slash INC to pick your own DSC starter set for just $5. And after your starter set, products ship at a regular price. Make sure you check out their new video as well. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC, dollarshaveclub.com slash INC. And we thank them so much for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Dollar Shave Club. Uh, it's, a, it's an underrated part of being a pro wrestler, especially if you're a guy like a Randy Orton who wears the, the, the short tights and, you know, full body, full body, always shaved. It's a, it's a, it's, you know, they already have to worry about traveling every day. They already got to get to the, get to the gym. They got to make production meetings. And then, then they got it. Then they got it. I mean, that's, one of the underrated tasks of being a pro wrestler. And please, somebody, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the Dollar Shave Club site and see if, as a gift, I can send something to Killian Dane at the Performance Center. You know, and maybe bribe somebody. Maybe bribe one of the wrestlers that follows me on Twitter. Say, hey, can you just, you know, look out for that and shave Killian Dane for me? Just please, because the shoulder hair is very distracting. It's amazing how many weeks in a row Killian Dane's body hair comes up on the show. It's absolutely it's it's mesmerizing. I can't take my eyes off of it. Just saying. Like, that, not in a good way, but just yeah. in that, like, you just can't stop looking at it. Maybe it's a similar thing, like, with the Jeff Hardy earlobe thing. It's just things the human body should not do. Uh, anyhow, so. That's your, that's your cue. Go ahead, Beck. Yeah. Naomi versus Billy Kay last night. So, Naomi faced the other half of the iconic. She posted uh, on social media talking about wishing somebody had her back because, of course, uh, the Iconics took advantage and Billy Kay rolled her up for the win. Who do you think is going to end up teaming with Naomi in the storyline that it seems like they're sticking with now? It's a good question because I'm trying to, you know, they're going to they're going to continue to feature more uh, females on TV as they as they get closer to evolution. I, that's a good question. I'm trying. I'd have to. I'm trying to go through the roster of who, you know, who they have available to use. I mean, um, and who's on SmackDown? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't have an obvious choice. It's not like an obvious. Um, you know, girl that stands out that it could be. I mean, because you know, we we I I don't know. Everyone in the chat says Tamina. We haven't seen her in a while. How she? What have you heard? Is she uh, all recovered from her injuries? I I don't know what 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 her situation is between injury and um, you know, with 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 the the, the family situation earlier earlier this year. I, I don't know what her what her situation yeah. is. So. And some people are speculating Oscar, which that would be interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Oscar certainly needs something to do, right? Um, you know, it would be, be a little random, but then again, you know, uh, but then again, you know, Oscar, very colorful appearance and hair and wardrobe to, um, you know, Naomi, obviously the very colorful. So I could, I don't know if we're going to see Oscar dancing, you know, feeling the glow. I don't know. But then again, she does her own little dance. I don't, maybe, 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 I mean, maybe the, 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 I'm being sold on it as we talk about it. That's one of those questions. That's that's a good question for Matt Morgan. Like, what's better, not being on TV or you're partnered with Naomi? Not that that's a knock against Naomi, but, I mean, compared to where Asuka was a year ago, 
Well, even to where Naomi was, uh, you know, she was champion a year ago. Not, I mean, again, she's being featured regularly in a feud on TV, so it's not like she's fallen uh, as as hard as it seems Asuka has. But I mean, even Naomi, I mean, it's you know, there's there's definitely been a you know some changing of the guard on on on, in the women's division in, in in a lot of ways. And I like Naomi a lot. There's no knock against Naomi, but I mean, look look at where Asuka was. And then since uh, losing that says they've kept her off TV, I think they want to bring her back at the same level, uh, at the top level. But if they bring her back in this sort of middle position, it's different. Uh, Some people in the chat are predicting perhaps Cameron comes back. Funkadactyl's reunion. Where do I sign? (laughs) I am all in favor Uh, of that. I I, I think uh, think you have a better chance of Killian Dane buying the Dollar Shave Club than uh, you have Cameron coming back and being Naomi's partner. Maybe Naomi can get Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer versus Naomi versus the Iconics. Yeah. Anything is possible. Uh, uh, it's five star match on its way. Oh man! After that last night, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Man, a lot of a lot of the Bellas feels like these past couple weeks. Daniel and Brie came out uh, to call out the Miz and Maurice. They were interrupted by Andrade Cien Almas and Selena, uh, Zelina Vega, um, <clears throat> setting up uh, a match with Daniel and Andrade. Man. What did you think of that match last night? That was a good match. It was uh, not. It was somewhere in the first segment of the match for the first commercial break. Uh, I don't know what made me think of it. I, I just I remember I, I remember having a thought of okay, I've never seen these two against each other, and um, you know the crowd, the Toronto crowd, very hyped as they were both days on TV, which was awesome to see. Um, and and I kind of I guess with the hype crowd, seeing these two guys that are both very good in the ring, first time ever. For some reason, I, I was like, man, this would have been a really great NXT Takeover main event. I don't know why I thought that, but uh, it was a good match. Um, I, you know, for, not for an unadvertised, it was an unadvertised surprise. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, if, if maybe next week we actually get a mixed tag. Did they make? They didn't make a mixed tag with with Vega and Almas versus uh, Bree and and Brian just to warm Brian and Bree up as they get ready for for Miz and Maurice. I wouldn't be surprised if that's another uh, filler. No, I'm into that. And so, of course, uh, Zelina got involved with Bree, and then the Miz and Maurice came out and uh, ambushed everybody uh, going after Bree and Daniel. Um, they're they're definitely building it up, man, to this mixed tag idea and making Maurice and Bree look very physical. Yeah, they are. I mean, as I should, this is, um, you know, Brian and Miz, we've talked about it at length. It's, 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 it's got so much history and stock behind it. And it's, it's so, it's, so yeah, it makes sense to, if you're going to bring the real life lives into it, if you're going to bring the real life reality shows into it. Um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta build, build the ladies up, make it, um, you know, especially both of them. Cause it's not like it's, you know, it's not like, you know, Brie, Brie and Maurice have been off, you know, are not regulars on TV anymore. They're not regulars in the ring. So you, you know, you need to remind the audience quickly um, that they are cr- credible to see in the ring. Yeah. Well, at Hell in a Cell, I mean, this will definitely be different, and I think it keeps that feud going. Um, when do you think we're going to get a proper rematch between uh, Daniel and The Miz? Well, you know, that could – a lot of people feel that, that that maybe doing another rematch between the two, uh, just straight up one-on-one, is something that you can try to – you try to save a, for a bigger show for uh, – you know, I mean, obviously Survivor Series is the next big show, then it's then, – then Rumble and Mania. I mean, and a lot of people – I know I've heard a lot of people think, you know, okay, how fitting would it be if Brian wins the Rumble and Miz is champion or some something of that that they find each other at WrestleMania? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I don't know. I'll be very interested to see how they how they book Hell in a Cell and if that's going to be the stopping point of this feud for temporarily. Because uh, because you know the, the Miz Brian feud's never going to be over. 
it'll be yeah. it'll, it'll it'll be it'll be and then I'm trying to pull a good one out of off the history. It'll it'll be one of those feuds that they'll always be able to revisit each other. There'll just be chapters that'll end. Um, so they might close this chapter after Hell in a Cell, but I, I'm sure we haven't seen the last of them. And you know that that would be very much a, a WrestleMania match you could you could build, especially if you put it around if you build it around Brian once again trying to conquer conquer uh, World Championship gold. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Last night for an unadvertised match, uh, Andrade versus Daniel was was pretty good. Um, and I think there's potential. I would like to see a longer match between them. I mean, with Daniel, that's what we've been saying, right? It's like we want to see him wrestle all these different guys, um, which is where the mixed tag is a little kind of like, oh, that's, that's you know, okay. not That was not one of the dream matches <laughs> to see him tagging with Bree. Well, you know what, but. But it makes, but it's not. But again, it makes sense in the context. Miz, you know, the WWE is very transparent about Miz and Maurice. Again, the reality show. I mean, so it kind of it makes a lot of sense, really, when you think about it. That yeah, of course, as personal as that that feud has been with the language and the promos dating back to Talking Smack, it makes sense the wives would get involved, especially because both the wives are trained. Yes, yes, and uh, who doesn't love Bree mode? So, <laughs> I I don't even know. I, I like I'm I'm confused by the marketing of Brie Mode. I have been for years. Like like on what I thought Brie Mode at first started as as it was like what she does when she gets crazy drunk. Yeah, yeah. But, but now now it's like Brie Mode's like the fire up when she's ready to fire up in the match. I don't know. Yeah, Brie Mode's too PG now. You know. Yeah. Take it back to what it was. I hate that I know what Brie Mode is, and I know a lot of stupid random crap. I was getting ready to say you've dropped some crazy minutia on this show of things that I don't even understand, and you're and you're ashamed to know what Bremote is. I'm ashamed to even know the backstory. I mean, it's just, uh, but you know, what are you gonna I'll, do? I'll mail you a Bremote shirt for you to wear. <laughs> you can wear it at Evolution once you find your tickets for Evolution. You can wear. It I did. I, I did get Rampside seats for Evolution. So, there you uh, go. Uh, see, if you're gonna be Rampside, wear the damn Bremote shirt. Come I, on. <laughs> they even make that in men's styles. Uh, well, don't get hung up on men's or women's stuff. I thought we're all equals now. That's true. That's up. true. Just, just buy a shirt that's big enough for you. It doesn't matter if it's what it's labeled as. Yes. Uh, WWE uh, merchandise very uh, varies a lot in terms of the fit and the cut. And the other some stuff that's like, oh, this is comfortable. This is good. And there's other stuff where it's like, who is this? Who is this cut for? Who is this built for? Like the average wrestling fan should not be wearing something that clings to their body this much. Well, let's make sure you shave and let it cling to your body. That's true. It'll be a good, good show. <laughs> uh, after that last night, oh, Samoa Joe and AJ. Samoa Joe calling AJ's wife. Jesus Christ. Talking about back to school night. Save me a plate. Um, it's this, you know, it's it's the right level of creepy, right? Like this is on that level where it's kind of like, okay, this is taking it far enough that we're paying attention, but uh, you know, not so far, like that we're really uncomfortable. I mean, it is still PG. Well, we have to be building. Right? I mean, this has to. The only other step up from this is they have is it ha they have to shoot what they've done with like Randy Orton and Triple H. They have to go to they have to go to a AJ's house. You know what I was picturing when he was given this call? Did you see the movie The Gift with Jason Bateman? Yes. I was thinking of the end of The Gift, and that's what Joe's going to reveal, that he might be the father of one of AJ's children. I was like, that's where this is heading. It wasn't in The Gift. Wasn't the person like scared of bears or what, teddy bears? Weren't they scared of something that they, gave, that they got as like a present? Uh, yeah, there was some freaky present, but at the end he revealed that yeah. 
he broke in and he may have impregnated Jason Bateman's wife. Spoilers for no one that is uh, for anyone that hasn't seen the gift. Uh, but I was like, this is where that's veering into like almost super creepy territory. That, that all of AJ's kids, who he has their birth dates tattooed on the side, is yeah. actually a big waste of tattoo. They're all, they're all, they're all, they're all Samoa Joes. <laughs> well, or they might be, you know. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? But I could see that happening because we know Vince McMahon watches random movies and TV. Actually, movies. He's not a big TV guy. He watches random movies and gets ideas. You know. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, if this was if this was 1999, I could see it. I don't know if I don't know if they'll pull it off. As they're getting ready to move to Fox, and well, then again, Fox is more uh, risque than the NBC is. So maybe, 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 it's, maybe it's right up Fox's alley. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I dug this. I want this match to be in the cell. I mean, it, ha- of, it has to be. Yeah, it has to be right. If if they, if, so what do we have? We have, we have Orton and Hardy. What else do we have in the cell? Uh, Roman and Braun. Is that the only two right now? Uh, I believe so. Uh, well, I think um, we're going to get Becky and Charlotte. I mean, this could happen at Hell in a Cell. I'm assuming it's going to happen in the cell. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, how do you, yeah, how do you have a, how do you have a feud that's involving calling somebody's wife and you don't put them in a cell? That'd be baffling to me. Absolutely. Um, loving this, loving this feud. That's SmackDown. I just love SmackDown. I mean, I don't you feel like there was that dip. I think it had sort of a gap year or gap six months where it wasn't great. But I think that right now, SmackDown, with the exception of Talking Smack, that is all it is missing from being where it was two years ago when it was the crown jewel of WWE TV. It's pacing. It, it's every, I, I'll say it. Every, it's just pacing. A two-hour show is just a perfect pace. And, they, and you know, WWE's trying some new things. I don't know if you guys made mention of it. I didn't... Uh see monday's podcast after after all you know they've been doing more and more things different different looks backstage they've been doing things now that they're promoting like a three packs of things coming up like real and rapid succession as different ways to try to hold and tease the audience uh and you know and the three pack teaser really works for smackdown because that's pretty because that's that that pretty much is the three stories that you're going to be focusing around in the next two hours and it's just it's a pacing thing it's just it's i mean there's good characters there's good pacing um there's not an, there's not an over redundancy of flashbacks because it's not a three hour show three hours and ten minutes show. I mean it's it's just pacing I, I can't say, I mean it, you, you know it, it's not it's not I mean SmackDown I think is overall with with continuity and, and little things is is for the most part across the board um, written better than Raw but if you took if you took Raw stories if you swapped the stories if you took the main stories on Raw and put them on SmackDown inside the two hours it would Raw it would Raw would seem better it's just two hours just pacing is well, what it needs. Also, the recaps, the flashbacks, SmackDown, it's rare they do the earlier in the show. You know, back in the first hour, we saw this. They rarely do that on SmackDown. They do that a lot in Raw. I feel like Raw has more, obviously, uh, with three hours, more commercials, but more promos. I mean, the pacing is a well, lot. Start yeah. more, start and stop. And then the other thing about the pacing of Raw is Raw, you know, it's getting ready to ramp back up as, as Monday Night Football and stuff like that comes around. You find Raw ends up playing this this game of they try to time, you know, they send people to the ring at 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 at, at precise times because they're trying to catch when halftime comes and all that. They do all these things, and I'm not saying it's wrong things to do. There's a lot, there's a lot of people that get paid a lot more money than than I do to to study these things on television of, of what to do, but how to produce and, and and format. But I find that Raw ends up playing this big game with with what they're competing against um whereas smackdown just kind of does smackdown's thing and it just just comes out nice and i think about it now i've been to monday night raw live and i've been to smackdown live and raw live is a lot of that start and stop in the arena because during all those promos you're just sitting there in the dark 
watching the Tron most of the time. Now, they have done some experiments with doing dark matches in the middle of the show, although we haven't heard about that lately, but there were some earlier this year. Um, but SmackDown, yeah, it's just like, go, go, go. I think the crowd is hotter as well for that reason. It is, and because for whatever, I, I don't I don't know, again, I don't know the details of this, but they obviously, uh, every viewer can see if they're paying attention. They have the ability with USA on Tuesday nights to do for the, for the, for everything, you know, for at least two matches in the two hour show, they are able to do the picture in picture. So they can cut away to a yeah. break and still, still keep the match going. So you get longer matches on SmackDown. So if you are there live, you're at least being entertained by something going on in the ring versus, again, you know, backstage segments and, and what have you. So yeah, it's just it's pacing. It, it really it comes down to pacing. It, it it's not that the it's not that the roster of guys on SmackDown are head and shoulders better performers than those on Raw. It's it's, it's not that. I mean, look at how many exciting performers Raw has. I mean, Elias and 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 and, and the Shield and, and Braun. It it just comes down to the pacing and how and the context of which they put in this. Well, so last night the main event SmackDown Women's Title match: Carmella versus Charlotte Flair getting their rematch. Um, Becky Lynch interfered after. So Charlotte got the definitive victory, keeping the title, doing the figure eight on Carmella. I um, thought the match was okay. Uh, but man, when Becky ran in after, that, I mean, that crowd pop was huge. Now, I think, again, she's clearly the fan favorite and the face in this feud as far as the WWE universe is concerned. Now, it was Toronto following up on New York last week. But do you, I, I don't see her momentum slowing down from getting this crowd reaction. I, I mean, you know, I tweeted last night, you know, the, the turning Braun a heel, the turning Becky a heel, our pets' heads are falling off. They're <laughs> just, they're just convinced, they're just, they're, they're determined. They're determined to, to tell you, okay, this person's going to be on the heel side of the fence, uh, but, the, but the crowd doesn't want it. The, the, crowd is very much behind, the crowd is very much behind a rising uh, Becky Lynch. They, they they like the attitude, they like the edge, they like the aggressiveness, because they they get behind because they agree with why she's doing it. The, the Charlotte has you know Charlotte has won t- the title. I don't know how many times yet, or how many times already. I mean the the crowd is ready to boo her. She's a flare. She naturally is a heel. Uh, the, you know this isn't you know this is just uh, I don't know I, I don't I don't know that promo Charlotte cut last night. I think is one of the better, if not the best, promo she's done. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest. I'm trying to see if I can remember what, but I mean, um, I don't, it didn't stand out to me, but I might not have been paying attention closely to it. So I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not saying it was, it was the definitive sort of like, this is my motivation, but it was her talking to Becky, talking about her former best friend. Um, I thought, I thought that it came across good in the sense that it made her likable and sympathetic, but at the same time, making her tough, um, in this match. I mean, she's definitely not the heel Yeah, they're you know, they're not giving her, um, with Roman, I feel like they give Roman a lot of lines that it's like, well, that's not a baby face line. I mean, with Charlotte, I think they're preserving that at least with how they're writing for her, even though with the crowd, their crowd clearly on Beckett's, Becky's side. And when Becky did the give me a mic last night, yeah. you know, and called Charlotte a bitch, I mean, it was just like, damn. I mean, but look at the pop that got. Right. I said it last week when there was the top story right after she had turned. If I, I I would be fi- I'm fine with the straight fire and the aggressive edge and I know I people keep using they like to, they people like to use the Stone Cold comparison or whatever I would be fine and I'd get behind that with Becky Lynch and as long but she can't do what she did last week she she cannot let part of her she can't let part of her behavior now be motivated by putting the fans down and the fans weren't behind her we we talked about this at length if if she if she shuts up with that if if she just focuses on 
you know, no more Miss Nice Becky. I'm going to do things my way. I'm taking this title and, and just being a badass. I can get behind that, but she can't do the old, you know, cowardly heel comments of I'm doing this because you fans that doesn't fly. She didn't do so, that last night. She didn't. So that was good. Um, so let me see what happens next week. And then, and then, and then hell in a cell and so forth. Because that was the biggest problem I had with last week when the heel turn happened was, you know, as we talked about, the, it's clear the fans are supporting her. So it just it doesn't work to have her out there saying, you guys made me an afterthought. What the hell we did? Well, she was talking smack about the WWE on Twitter because the WWE has been doing all those polls. Hey, fans, were you really behind Becky? And of course, the results are 100%. Yes. Um, so what was it? She retweeted. She was like, well, WWE, can you say the same? And it was like, oh. You know, that's the angle. That's the angle people want to see. Her anti-authority. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I can get, again, I can get behind an aggressive attitude change. Just don't, don't, don't cut the promos that are, that are going to be completely, you know, co- contradicting this. Yeah. Um, I think the problem is, though, and tell me what you think of this, is that I think it doesn't matter her characterization. The audience is behind her. What matters is at the end of this, does she win and get the title? The, 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 I, I'd hope so. I guess the, uh, the reason I hesitate and I stutter is because to me it's like, well, they, wouldn't they have just done that at SummerSlam? But I guess if they, I guess if they felt that they wanted this to be the one, if they wanted this to be the one-on-one thing that that leads SmackDown, I guess then you have to have Becky Chase. But it seems weird that you have then her turn heel and heel chases. You, you know, it, it it just seems a little bit backwards logic to me. But but I mean, I'm I'm open to see it happen. I hope she wins the title at the at the end of whenever this this thing culminates. Um, I'm hoping she wins the title. I, you know, I'd, I'd even be fine at this point if she, if she stays away from cutting the promos we, that I just talked about. If um, I'd be fine with this, like big bringing out the most, like this feud bringing out the ultimate aggression of both ladies, and it gets to the point to whenever that whenever whenever Becky finally does win the title, however long out long drawn out this is, I'd be fine if there's even like that just that slight little, it doesn't even have to be a handshake, but even that slight nod of respect of okay, they brought the best and worst out of each other. And then Becky, and then both just move on. If it is, I'd even be fine with something like that. I just don't want to see this be Becky's now the Dashley heels and do all kinds of cheating and shortcuts, and she's going to come up short, not get the title, and then what? I think there has to be that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Um, I think that was the problem with Sami Zayn's turn, is that there was no payoff for Sami in his new relentless attitude. I think, and, and hear me out on this. It's because I think if you get them to that payoff where they're made, where they're legitimized, where they get that reward to be at the top level after that you could put them to something and they still have that legitimacy they carry that status with them even if they've lost the title with sammy when splitting him and ko up they put him in the thing with bobby like it really sammy couldn't operate at that level i think because he hadn't gotten to that even if ko and sammy had become the tag team champs you know, or the co-champion thing they were talking about doing, I think that would have given him a little more status that would have stayed with him going beyond the initial heel turn. Well, let's be clear. I, I understand everything you're saying, but let's be clear here. Yeah. Sami Zayn is not the same priority to WWE that Becky Lynch is, and Sami Zayn can't cut a promo and be as, as, as much of a character as Becky Lynch can be. You know, remember, Sami Zayn, for as, for as nice of a guy as he is in real life and for as good of a bell to bell workers he is and you know, i guess they call him like you know they the old phrases of reliable hand he spent uh, he spent his career prior to WWE under a mask being called <laughs> generic because he's he the, the, <laughs> he doesn't have that explosive 
you know, granted he got to, granted he got to let loose a little bit more by being like just this crazy, you know, you know, dick, you know, who was dancing and laughing when he did the heel turn and got back with KO. But he doesn't, ha- you know, he he's not going to talk anybody into the building. Becky Lynch can talk somebody into the building. So, you know, on just on that comparison, just to just to kind of fire back at you to have a little bit of a debate here. Uh, Sami Zayn ain't, is not Becky Lynch, uh, nor is the other people that they have a, a greater priority that they'll be a greater priority with. Well, how much of a priority do you think Becky really is? Because I, I would argue that prior, uh, to, uh, really after her uh, championship run last time, I think her career and Sami Zayn's were were pretty similar in terms of priority level. I, I agree that they, yeah, they, they both were on the same mediocre level in terms of, of, of committed booking to them and, and, and effort. But I think that even in that time, if you were to ask the WWE decision makers, okay, who do you, who do you have bigger plans for in the long run? I think they would say Becky. And we're seeing that now with, you know, the, the, the winning streak that she got through the summer here on, on SmackDown. And the fact that, you know, I, I know this, we joke about this, but you know, that she did do a WWE movie that, that, you know, that you get chosen to do that stuff if they, if they want, if they know that they're going to have you around for a length of time back you know, we talked about the clones earlier and, and you know, do you sit in catering and worry if you're going to be let go. If you're being used in a WWE DVD, you're not going anywhere because they're not going to put you in a DVD if they know that they're going to potentially let you go in the next six months as they have to market it. You know, Becky did that. She came back. She gets a winning streak. She can cut a promo. Um, you know, it's all about women's revolution and, and, and exposing that division right now. So she, she fits right into that. So I think she's definitely always been more of a priority. I think, you know, Sami Zayn is one of those people. He is perfect in NXT fits perfectly in NXT for what is needed and what is asked and what the NXT audience wants. You take him to Monday Night Raw or Tuesday Night SmackDown, he, he's not going to talk anybody in the building. He's going to always forever be Kevin Owens' best friend or former best friend, depending on if they're feuding or not. Hmm. I mean, I think that putting him in that angle with Shane and Kevin, I mean, for Sammy, showed some vote of confidence. I think in terms of ring work, I mean, Sammy, I think, is one of the absolute best in the WWE and what they can do. In terms of promo... Right, and but his promos were really good uh, on the main roster. They never really gave him a story until he was a heel that allowed him to showcase that that fire he has. Yeah, it's just you know that and that's always gonna be the case. The, the, you you can only know you can you can be again mediocre in the ring, but if they can if you can if you're a character and can talk people, that, uh, that's why the Miz even even got into WWE. You know the you know the Miz the Miz didn't know how to wrestle. He, you know it took a while for him to really hone his in ring craft and everything, but. They kept giving him chances. They had him hosting diva searches. They had him doing all this stuff on the mic because he was colorful and he was interesting. And even if he screwed up, it was like, okay, he's entertaining. So yeah, that's always gonna it's that's always gonna be the fact. That's why they they pull from talent anywhere in the world because they figure if you have a you, you can't teach a look, can't teach a God given look, and 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 it's you can't teach that natural charisma. They can teach people the fundamentals on how to work in the ring and and and, and do what they got to do to get by in the ring. You can't teach those other things. So, you know, you can teach somebody to, to try to do some of the things Sami Zayn can do. Can't teach somebody to be, you know, a straight fire promo who can think on their feet, go live. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I think with Becky, maybe not at Hell in a Cell. Maybe she does win at Hell in a Cell. And maybe she defends at Evolution. With Charlotte, Charlotte, as you said earlier, Charlotte has been championed so many times now. There's, it's it's meaningless in my mind, both in terms of what it means for Charlotte to be champion and what it means in terms of the greater WWE universe for Charlotte to be champion. Because it's, I mean, she's been champion. It feels like half the time she's been on the main roster. Right. I mean, it racked up with her and Sasha going back and forth. I mean, quite honestly, it feels like, and, and, and Charlotte's very talented. Don't 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 mis- misunderstand me with the statement, but it quite frankly feels like WWE's plan is obviously they want to rack and get Charlotte up to be threatening her. The, you know her her father's known for being the the the, the 
16 time world champion if that's the, the number 16 yeah. um you know so they're, they're gonna that that's what they want to get for her career and obviously rick flair did it over a career of you know 30 plus years charlotte's probably not going to work 30 plus years as they just people they, the guy the, the guys and girls just don't do that anymore and again there's way more programming on television than there was in rick flair's day so you know they're gonna rack these wins up in a lot shorter uh time period which is going to look a lot more manufactured a lot more you know just kind of uh you know this is this is all for pomp and circumstance so but i mean i don't know what i don't have to pull google google up i don't know how many times it's been but i mean she's got to be it's at least five right i'm gonna say it's five or six because i don't think she's beat uh trish's seven times okay it's just trish is trish the record holder well i don't know if she's the record holder, but trish always does seven right that's i think now i'm pulling up google hang on here yeah then the other thing to remember is the, the separation. Well, I don't think Charlotte's ever been. But there's always that separation of Divas champion and, and uh, yeah, Raw Women's champion four times, Divas champion one time, SmackDown champion two times. So technically, she is at seven if they count the Divas right. championship. Um, which and that's not counting NXT either. Yeah, so they could. Man, wish she was facing Trish for that reason. Um, that would be pretty cool. I know everybody wanted Trish and Sasha. I want I want a Trish and Mickey James. I mean, I'm glad we got like a little acknowledgement of, of it uh, Monday, but I want Trish and Mickey James. A little blast from the past. That would have been awesome. Yeah, WrestleMania rewind. Yeah, uh, Trish seven time WWE Women's Champion. So I think that's, I mean, honestly, like Trish versus anyone except Alexa, because with Alexa, there's just no stakes, no storyline. Um, I don't see the match being as great as it could be in the ring um, if it was Trish versus Charlotte or Trish versus Sasha or Mickey for that matter. Yeah. I mean, Trish versus Alexa Bliss feels like a reward to Alexa Bliss for being sure the, the, the top soldier that she is. Yeah, but this is, this is an entertainment product. It's not, you know, wrestling fantasy camp. Wouldn't it be cool if? That's, that's a whole other wormhole to go down. <laughs> they should just do a night of that. Wrestlers, who's who's your ultimate match? Okay, no story, no anything. We're just gonna give you this. It's make a wish for WWE wrestlers. You get, you know, bring Stone Cold back. Make a wish for WWE wrestlers. Yeah, Bailey gets to wrestle Stone Cold. You know, just like every fantasy scenario. <laughs> I don't I like Alexa Bliss a lot. I think Alexa Bliss is amazing uh, in the ring and out of it. I think she is one of the top heels in the company, male or female. But yeah, they're going to really have to give me a story to get me invested in Alexa versus Trish. Get Alexa. Let me see Trish versus Elias. <laughs> after after Monday, man. Yeah, right. I'm so glad that he pulled the line out of you just want to walk with Elias. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, man. This was a good week for wrestling for WWE. Raw and SmackDown. You know. Well, Canada, man. Canada. Interesting week, Monday and Tuesday, and of course the the big weekend ahead for for everybody that's that's watching non WWE with all in. It's it's it'll it'll. Oh, that's right. Talking points for sure. Yeah, um, SummerSlam is going to be in Toronto next year. That'll be hot. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. Looking forward. I love Toronto. Big, Great big city. Uh, yeah, and All In is happening this Saturday with uh, Starcast and all of that. Uh, do you think we get a surprise appearance from Neville at All In? I do. Okay, well there you have it, but no CM Punk. I don't think so. You know, I, 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 I thought for many months that yeah, like they, they absolutely won't advertise it. They don't want to put any pressure on him. He makes some kind of a, but now with the whole stuff, now with the whole stuff with the lawsuit with Colt Cabana, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if him going out in front of a crowd is what he wants right now. Yeah, 
Well, with Neville, I mean, the timing is just too good. Like, yeah. even if that wasn't the plan, Neville, they should have been on the phone with him the second they got the news. Yeah, I think Neville, I think a Neville appearance, uh, absolutely. I think that'd be a safe bet. Cool, man. Uh, Justin, what do you want to plug before we take it home here? At Justin Lavar, it's all things, uh, all things my brand of what I'm doing. Hit, hit the follow. Cool. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can follow me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, live tweet along with most WWE programming. And uh, yeah, we'll be back here Monday. Myself, Raj, Mr. Matt Morgan to cover Monday Night Raw. Until next time, folks, thanks for watching. And we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.